Welcome to the evening episode of Honey in the Rock. We hope you've had a great day and we've got a great show ahead for you. Stick with us. This evening's episode is titled Jacob foretells the future of his children. And this will be focused on a study of Genesis chapter 49. We'll begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your wonderful love. We thank you for the eyes of the eagle which you also send for our age, which we see manifest through Jacob. Lord, like you said, your word only comes to the prophets. We look at the Bible, it's a compilation of your word which came to the prophets. Lord, may you continue to bless us and may we hear from you tonight. In the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Genesis chapter 49. Chapter 49. And Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together, that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. Gather yourselves together, and hear, ye sons of Jacob, and hearken unto Israel your father, Reuben. Thou art my firstborn, my might, and the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity, and the excellency of power. Unstable as water, thou shalt not excel. Because thou wentest up to thy father's bed, then defiledst thou it. He went up to my couch. Simeon and Levi are brethren, Instruments of cruelty are in their habitations. O my soul, come not thou into their secret. Unto their assembly, mine honor, be not thou united. For in their anger they slew a man, and in their self-will they dig down a wall. Cursed be their anger, for it was fierce, and their wrath for it was cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, Thou art gone up. He stooped down. He couched as a lion. And as an old lion, who shall rouse him up? The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh come. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Binding his foal unto the vine, and his ass's colt unto the choice vine. He washed his garments in wine, and his clothes in the blood of grapes. His eyes shall be red with wine, and his teeth white with milk. Zebulun shall dwell at the haven of the sea, and he shall be for an haven of ships, and his border shall be unto Zidon. Issachar 
is a strong ass couching down between two burdens. And he saw that rest was good, and the land that it was pleasant, and bowed his shoulder to bear, and became a servant unto tribute. Dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Dan shall be a serpent by the way, an adder in the path that biteth the horse heels, so that his rider shall fall backward. I have waited for thy salvation, O Lord. Gad, a troop shall overcome him, but he shall overcome at the last. Out of Asher his bread shall be fat, and he shall yield royal dainties. Naphtali is a hind let loose. He giveth goodly words. Joseph is a fruitful bough, even a fruitful bough by a well, whose branches run over the wall. The archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him, but his bow abode in strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From thence is the shepherd, the stone of Israel, even by the God of thy father, who shall help thee, and by the Almighty, who shall bless thee with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that lieth under, blessings of the breasts and of the womb. The blessings of thy father have prevailed above the blessings of my progenitors unto the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. They shall be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him that was separate from his brethren. Benjamin shall raven as a wolf. In the morning he shall devour the prey, and at night he shall divide the spoil. All these are the twelve tribes of Israel, and this is it that their father spake unto them, and blessed them. Every one according to his blessing he blessed them, and he charged them and said unto them, I am to be gathered unto my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of Ephron the Hittite, in the cave that is in the field of Machpelah, which is before Mamre, in the land of Canaan, which Abraham bought with the field of Ephron the Hittite for a possession of a burying place. There they buried Abraham and Sarah, his wife. There they buried Isaac and Rebekah, his wife. And there I buried Leah. The purchase of the field and of the cave that is therein was from the children of Heth. And when Jacob had made an end of commanding his sons, he gathered up his feet into the bed and yielded up the ghost and was gathered unto his people. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon preached by Reverend William Branham titled Questions and Answers. This was preached in 1962 on May the 27th. 
will begin at paragraph 134 up to paragraph 163. I trust you shall find it to be a blessing. We're looking for it. We don't know when the time is. I'm believing it's this time. I want to hold the torch light up. And listen, I catch this right. I want to live each moment of my life that I'm looking for in the next moment. But I want to carry on like it would be 10,000 years from now. I still want to sow seeds, reap the harvest. I want to preach the gospel, carry on just as I always did. On like that, with my eyes up watching, pulling the cradle of the, getting the sheaves, the grain. And then next year I'll sow my crop again. Lord, I thought you'd be here last year, but if you're not, you may come this year. So I'll put my crop in to raise my children. If you tarry, they'll have something to eat. If you don't, I'll be looking for you. <laughs> there you are. See? Just carry on just normally. If I thought he was coming in the morning, tonight I'd preach the same message I'm preaching now. If I thought he's coming in the morning, I wouldn't go out and sell my car. I wouldn't go do this, that, or the other. I'd just go right on as an ordinary wind. Because every moment, I'm watching for him to come. Because he might come just for you. It might be your hour. might be tonight. Maybe it's my hour tonight. I don't know. But one of them's going to be our hour. And what difference does it make if I'm living here or I'm buried out yonder? For if I am already paid the penalty of death, I'll be there before any man that's a living. Right? I say this, 2 Thessalonians 5th chapter, I say this to you in the commandments of the Lord. We which are alive and remain to the coming of the Lord shall not hinder or prevent those that are asleep. For the trumpet of God shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. The privilege of those that are dead will come forth first. That's how we know that it's at the hand. Then we which are alive and remain shall be changed in a moment twinkling an eye, and shall be caught up together with them. To meet the Lord in So what difference does it make if I died in the time of Noah, if I died in the time of Abraham, if I died in the time of apostles, if I died two weeks ago or right now? What difference would it make? I'll be there in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. I'm only resting until that time. Now, the gathering will be unto the Lord. At Jacob in 49th chapter, he said, when Shiloh comes, Amen. And the gathering will be unto him. There will not be a lawgiver. Go. Until, from between the feet, until Shiloh comes, speaking of Judah. And to him shall the gathering be. Amen. Now, so many people are looking for a church, a great group of people, to be caught up together. A church, a denomination, some creed, something to be caught up. That's not it. That's not it at all. The gathering of the people when God calls his flock together, he may take two out of Jeffersonville, two out of Indiana, two out of Kentucky, two out of Mississippi. That's exactly what he said. Not them words, but he said, there'll be two in a field. That's where the daylight's at. I'll take one and leave one. There'll be two in a bed. The other side of the earth is nighttime. 
I'll take one and leave one. See? The gathering of the people will be not clannish for a group here. It'll be a universal resurrection gathering together. And the rapture will come the same way because he said, when one fell asleep in this watch, one in that watch, one in, on down to the seventh watch, and then when the bridegroom come, all of them awake. Amen. Everyone. All the way from the time of Genesis until the end of Revelation. Every one of them awakened. That's right. To get ready to go in. Now I see he shows that all the dead will rise forth from the grave at his coming. The righteous, the bride, sleeping ones that's in the grave will rise at the resurrection. Then he shows that the people that are living on earth, it'll be one here and one there. It will not be a bunch of people gathered together in a little group. For there will be one in the field or two in the field. I'll take one and leave one. There comes one of the church out of daylight. On the other side of the earth, there'll be two in bed. I'll take one and leave one. Is that right? Amen. So the gathering will be unto Christ, whether I am in Jeffersonville, whether I am in Sweden, Amen. whether I am and wherever it is, the gathering will be unto the shepherd. See? And then together we'll be caught up with the resurrection to meet the Lord in the air. People will be coming from all parts of the earth that's living, people that's dead, and so forth will rise, and together the church will be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. See? His coming will be universal. It will not be just coming to Louisville. It will not be just coming to the Baptist, to the Presbyterian. It'll be the pure in heart shall see God, and the resurrection and the gathering shall be from everywhere. And now, when is it coming? Maybe tonight. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe this year. Maybe 50 years. Maybe 100 years. Maybe another 1,000 years. I don't know. Nobody else knows. But let's us, you and I, live tonight like it was going to be yet tonight. Amen. But now, in doing, like you said, I have an operation. Well, if you have to have an operation, you haven't faith for deliverance, go ahead and have your operation. If I was going to buy... Um, uh, someone come and wrote me a note the other day and said uh, a great letter and said, Brother Branham, I don't know what to do. He said, me and my wife has been so uh, faithful to God as we could be. We've raised our children and said, now what I'm wondering, said, we have, we have saved up a farm, bought a farm. I said, how we love it. There's a spring there. There's a, a creek runs through the places out in Oregon. And said, we hear that you're coming to Oregon. i tell you what we've decided to do. We know that we thought we would save it up for the children because none of them are Christians. Said, we thought we'd save it up for them as they have to stay here to go through the tribulation and uh, save it for them and let them have something for we believe that we'll be in the rapture. Therefore, we don't know what to do about that. So perhaps when you come, we'll just turn the farm over to you. See? And then you can do with it whatever you want to. I wrote back. I said, how thoughtful it is of you to think of your children. said, me and mother goes out there and of the evening said, I'm ready to retire. And said, the pleasurous hours we have crossing over the farm, looking at the spring and standing out there praising God. I said, continue to do that. 
live just like that way, physically, materially, just keep on keeping on until he arrives. See? Just keep on staying here, keeping on, till he arrives. Plan, go ahead, make that if the Lord willing. If the Lord willing. I'll do this if the Lord willing. He may come before that time. But just keep on going on just like you are until, but keep your soul trimmed that he might come at any minute. See? Be ready. For you see, he might come for you any minute, any second, the next heart breathe. Next breath, he may come for you. But just continue on doing whatever you want to. As long as it's true and decent and upright, go ahead and do it. Now, we know that we're facing something. I know it. You know it. I, I, I don't know which way to turn. You remember about four years ago in Chicago... One day the Spirit of the Lord came up on me and I said, This is it. And the revival is over. And uh, America has turned down her opportunity. It's on tape. And there won't be no more. Her last opportunity she's turned down. I want you to watch. Does anybody know what day that was on the tape? We've got it. Leo and Jean's got it. I heard it here not long ago. Bose put it in his paper. And so just watch what's happened since then. See? Oh, the revival is stopped. Amen. I said that over at Blue Lake the other night. And a little fellow got back up next morning and said, Brother Brandon might say the Pentecostals has had it, but not me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. See? But the little fellow just didn't know which end of the horn he was blowing from. See? He doesn't yeah. understand. See? He doesn't know it's all right. Enthused, that's perfectly all right. But look around. What are they doing? What's the matter with the people? What's happened to the revival? What's happened to Billy Graham? Or Roberts? The rest of them. Amen. Where is the revival going on? It's finished. The smoke is done, settled up. The seeds are sowed. The meeting is over. The fires are burnt down. In the old temple of Rome and Vesta, when the fires went out, the merchants went home <laughs> at the altars. Yeah. Now, we see the revival's not on. It isn't the enthusiasm. Then I think about the river, 1936. I think what he said. What happened there? Many of you know, I was just a boy. And a baptizing, my first baptism, when that angel of the Lord came down and stood over where it was at. Some people said you didn't see it. Then science proved that it was so. Now, what did he say there? As it was. As John the Baptist was sent forth to forerun the first coming of Christ, your message will forerun the second coming. I've watched that. Across the earth, around the world, it went. Just almost overnight. Revivals broke out everywhere. Amen. Revival fires was burning everywhere. It's been the greatest revival we've ever known of. What, was there anything before that? Not a thing. When, uh, two weeks before that, I heard a man make a speech in New Albany. He said, people used to believe that ballyhoo of, of revival. Like Billy Sunday then. said, we know that there cannot be no more of that. People want concrete evidence. There's no such a thing. 
when they was making that big valley, we were at the same time God blast forth the greatest revival we had since their early yeah. centuries. More people has been saved. Millions. Amen. Statistics shows that a man's message lasts three years. Any of them. Then he lives up on his reputation the rest of the time until God calls him. Now, that's been since Christ. This was three and a half it shows that all down, Spurgeon, Knox, Calvin, all the way down, it shows three to three and a half years is the limit for a man's ministry. The rest of it, his candle's burnt, he lives on his past reputation. If he's been evil, his works follow him. If he's been right, his works follow him. That's all. Now, what did that mean? I've been preaching to this church here and telling you that I believe there was a great one coming. I believe, and I've told you, that I believe that the scriptures support that there will be a messenger of the last church age. I believe that. I've looked for that person to appear. I've watched constantly. I see a man rise up. I hear of him. A great man starts sweeping. I notice his message. It's far off the Bible. I see him fly back over the corner. I watch another one raise up. Fly up down there. But he doesn't get amongst the eagles. He stays amongst the denominational crows. Stays down here as organization. Another bringing more membership. Yeah. I watch it. I see it die down. I think, God, where is that one that's going to restore the faith of the fathers to the children? Where is them seeds going to be planted? Where's it at? Watch it take place. Now, it comes to this. If, if that message down on the river that day, if that was it, the coming of the Lord is hand. Yeah. It's about here. Yeah. If it isn't, there's a lull before the storm. Yeah. I don't know. He hasn't revealed it to me. I'm trying to wonder, was that his official message? Was that what all he wanted me to say? Was that when he commissioned? Is that all of it? If it is... We are real, real near. It's later than you think. If it wasn't, there's a lull before a storm. As we reach towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your wonderful love. We thank you for your word which was imparted to our hearts today. Lord, help us to continue to meditate on these things. Lord, as we realize like the two Timaeus, as they thought and discussed these things, you appeared unto them. So, Lord, may you may we have an audience with you, and may we continue, Lord, to grow the faith muscles. For you said, faith cometh by hearing, hearing the word of God. We thank you for all these things in the name of your Son. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, we'd really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.
Stay 